What's up, guys? Welcome to another exciting edition of Real Estate Podcast, episode 223. I'm here with Griffin. I'm here with Trav. And I'm here with Adam. This week we watched The Flash. Finally got to watch it. I got to, I watched it like, I finished it like an hour ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Long so day, it's fr- I mean, fresh, fresh, right? Yeah. Like well, I can still remember people's names. yeah right yeah well okay i don't i don't know what i was expecting i really didn't have any expectations going into this like i knew you know from the trailer and everything that we were going to get you know dude playing the flash we were going to get michael keaton back and we were getting like supergirl or a superman woman thing right um we also saw Affleck's Batman, you know, and there was a couple other things, but I don't know, man. Like we saw his other version of himself and all that kind of stuff, which is, you know, we saw that in the trailer and everything. And I don't know. I don't really know the story of Flashpoint like super well. I know the idea is he, you know, Barry goes back in time and stops his mom from dying mm-hmm. and that changes everything. And like the Atlanteans are at war with the Themyscirians. So like Aquaman and Wonder Woman are at war with each other and Superman's been holed up somewhere. And Bruce is the one that actually got killed in the alley. And Bruce's dad, Thomas was the Batman and his mom was the Joker. Whoa. Like, yeah, there was a bunch of crazy shit that happened in Flashpoint. And I had a feeling that like, there's no way that they're going to adapt that that story to a T. Um, but the villain in that story was reverse flash. Like, mm-hmm. and that's always flashes of like, that's his Lex Luthor. You know what I mean? That's it. Yeah. That's his Joker. That's his, that's, and it's him. Or, well, no, in it's Eobod Thorne or Thrawn or whatever. Oh, his name so, is. It, so yeah, it's, it's different than even, this one. Like, yes. Yeah. So I kind of like the fact that it was him. Like I got that. He's like, no, I can fix it. It's like, uh, kind of making it worse, you know? Yeah, right. Um, there was there was a lot of stuff that I liked about it, but there was a lot of stuff that I was just like, what What are they doing here? Like, I understand that they wanted to make him the villain, right? Like, they wanted to make the other version of Barry the villain, but like. He's such a dumbass through the whole movie that you don't... And then they try to make him like this sympathetic, villainous character, and it just didn't work. Like, I didn't care. And I didn't care if he thought that he could save him. Like, I just... I don't know. If they were going to go that route with it the whole time, if that was the idea, then they should have made the other version of himself not so dumb and like, childish i guess you would say well he kind of had it made i mean well yeah i mean i get that mom was there you know he lived a different life like yeah i mean i i get that but at the same time it's just like you can't like i to me that was the biggest throwaway character in the movie and then they're gonna turn them into the villain of the piece kinda but not really but kinda and then at the same time like 
the movie's really going to be more so about Batman than the Flash. And I don't know. It was just weird. Like, mm -hmm. I didn't really... I, I wasn't a super huge fan of how they did the, like, time travel sequences. Like, him being in that bubble in that dome thing. And, yeah. like, him running in reverse and it's showing... Like, he's seeing the past play out there. Yeah. Um... It was an interesting idea, and I understand why they did it the way that they did it, but at the same time, like, I don't know, I just, it wasn't the best thing, you know, <clears throat> at the end of the day, so. <clears throat> and then, like, we knew Zod was going to be the villain going into it. But and... didn't expect him to be there that long. Yeah, right, I yeah. thought it was just going to be something at the beginning. and yeah. Um, but it makes sense in the context of like the Snyder verse and everything that's happening, mm -hmm. but also at the same time, like they could have used something more impactful. Like they could have used doomsday or they could have used dark side or they could have used something more. And I know that like, you know, Superman was like the start of the of the Zack Snyder verse and all that kind of stuff. I get that, and that the idea is like he's going back. He, you're kind of seeing the start of this world's like kind of the start of this world's like meta human thing that's going on. So they wanted to kind of use that as the linchpin, where it's like, well, I mean, this still happens, you know, but I don't know. I was ex I guess I was expecting it to build up to something more so where it's like you have this this final showdown. You know, there, he, he goes through this whole thing, getting his powers back and all this stuff. And then it's like the Zod stuff happens in the middle of the desert, like, and it just kind of like happens for 15 minutes and then it's just kind of done. It's like the, everybody dies there and Zod wins and he terraforms the planet. Like, yeah. like that's what happens. He gets the codex from mm -hmm. from her, from Supergirl, and then that's just the end of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah. There was a lot of there was a lot of odd decisions that were made. Well, I didn't mind it. I, I think mean, I didn't. Didn't bother me. I think that. Well, first off, I fucking loved it, but <clears throat> but I don't know thing. nothing. You know what I mean? I don't know but, any material. But see, we'll see. The the thing is that it wasn't a full on adaptation of Flashpoint. That was just its backbone per se. I do agree that like, I wish Eobard Thawne would have shown up. But and y'all say that, that's that's the reverse that, Flash. Yes. Yeah, and that's who um, kills his mom. Or wow. I would have, I would have. It, it's it's complicated. He's from the future. He's <laughs> yeah. from the. He becomes obsessed with the Flash in the future. So, so he, he gets does his that powers. to create the Flash. And then, yeah, yeah it's because it, it, we all see that if his mom doesn't die, he, yeah, he's just a fucking you know beeves. It beeves. In in a weird way, um. The Flash's storyline is like just one massive causal loop that has to play out perfectly for him to stay the Flash. Yeah. 
like certain events have to line up. Yeah. <clears throat> so like he has to he has to keep to, he has even though Eobard Thong keeps going back in time and fucking with Flash, Flash can't necessarily kill him. Yeah. Because it, it just it fucks everything up. Yeah. And that's the thing. The movie <clears throat> the movie really banks heavily on the continuity of the Snyderverse. Uh because I mean, one of the things like there's little things this movie did that I really appreciated. Um one of my one one of those low key, like awesome sequences was when he's explaining Zod and the black zero event from the snyder verse yeah. and how he tried to save as many people as he could and you saw him and it's like his dad. yeah like yeah. that whole style like i i loved that they still that machete stayed true to snyder's concept that like the black zero event that's that's basically the battle in new york if you want to compare mm-hmm. it to the mcu like that's the, the like a very significant thing Right. Well, that's what and, added Superman. Yeah, that's what that's what brought right. metahumans into the public knowledge, or at least the start of. So, they killed Superman when he was a baby, right? Yes, he, he was, was off world. Didn't make it. It's like oh yeah, which I I I wasn't expecting it. The whole thing with Supergirl and eighty nine Batman being part of a larger like like a flashpoint flashpoints mm-hmm. are the dc's version of nexus events if you mm-hmm. want to think about it like there's certain moments in time that you can't fuck with that's what he was telling them like this is yeah. gonna happen we can't change it yeah and i wasn't expecting the movie to go as dark oh. uh and the whole thing where that yeah where he like barry just stays in the speed force while past Barry is constantly going back in time and finally he stops him. He's like, yo man, like this has to happen. Like, yeah. And, uh, that was like, to me, that was, that was ripped right out of like the comics or like, you know, like as far as like the themes that, that, that go on, like, Mm -hmm. cause it was a precursor to Barry being like, like, cause not only did he realize, okay, these people have to die. That's what flips the switch for him going, my mom's got to die. Sure. Like I've got to go back and yeah. Um, I really like, I re I really, there's two, two sequences that were the most fun for different reasons for me was obviously that opening shot where he's running to Gotham to the Mm -hmm. cult playing over him, you know? Yeah, like that whole thing visually was badass. While that dude was making a sandwich, yeah, he's like, "Dude, you can't rush a good sandwich." Okay, um, (laughs) yeah, and the scene where Barry's or he's on the phone with his dad, Mm -hmm. and he's reflecting at his childhood home, and he sees little him and everything, and as he runs past him, like, like you're seeing the moment where he's like, "Fuck this, I'm changing it." Yeah. And then there's this part where he start, you know, he starts to run, and it's almost like I call it the Forrest Gump angle because it's aimed at his doing. feet. And that little sequence there, to me, was everything because you're hearing like like the music, the score, that whole editing part was top notch. Well, the way that his body stretches, yeah, like he was trying um, to run away from the home. He didn't know he was gonna 
Well, a criticism I see a lot about the way they do Ezra Miller's flash when he's running. The thing with the is, arms? Like his eyes Yeah, like, well. But, dude, I that did, made it so much funnier when he was slow and he was running around that room. Like, whew. Well, I did on, a, funny. Um, oh, it was absolutely, and it's goofy. Um, it was a, it's a case of a well, of a, of an idea, poor, of a really cool idea, poorly executed. Uh, Snyder has been quoted as saying that he wanted it to be almost like a, like a figure skater kind of gliding, you know, um, Ezra Miller, when he was researching the role, he studied the way high speed creatures ran, like the way their body and their muscles, like tried to be as aerodynamic as possible like cheetahs, mongooses, lions, gazelles, all those like 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 fast-paced creatures. Like yeah. he studied like he did a whole thing studying on them and how they whatever. But the thing about that particular shot in the movie that I'm talking about where you're seeing him slowly run and then he gets faster and then faster and then he he breaks into the speed force and then he hits light speed. One of the things that I feel like is lost to a lot of people is that like Barry Allen is moving really fast. He, like he's not well, burning. Than yeah, like his Man. body is moving. That's why he's burning calories so yeah. quickly. Like that's why he's like he's his body's moving at an inhuman pace. So like when you're seeing him go almost in a slow motion thing as he's hauling ass, it's the same concept of looking at a fan when it starts to kick up. Like there's that moment where the fan's going fast and it kind of slows. It looks like it's just kind of just like almost like it's, you know, it's that effect. Especially Um, on camera. Another thing too, uh, when he, when he hits the, when he gets into the chrono ball and he's, he's starting to be able to rewind time and all the universes and stuff like that. Um, uh, all that CGI stuff that was AI generated. That makes sense. Well, yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. You could kind of. It wasn't the best CGI, yeah. so it kind of. Well, and here's what here's my thoughts on that, real quick, because I have a couple of thoughts on a couple of these different things. Uh, with the AI generated stuff, with him inside of the the sphere and then like with it opening, showing the rift rips in the other other timelines and stuff Mm -hmm. like people were like saying that the, um, that it looked really bad and all this stuff. And to me, it felt like a very much an artistic choice. Yeah. Uh, I thought the same. It was definitely cheaper too than filming all of that and shooting on look. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and so, people and some people too. Uh, just to like add a parenthesis in there, some people too for some reason criticized the present Barry's uh, flash suit, like the solid red. You know, yeah. Um, I don't get it because like the that's the closest to being comic book accurate that we have seen live on live screen. Like, period. Yeah. Oh, I like. I thought his suit was great. Oh man, I, I, and I thought it was badass. How like you know the way he would you know the way he explained it, Barry. He's like, dude, you got to cover as much as your body as you can, and yeah. like with your hands to like you know he's it's like he's got a uh, he's got a discharge. Yeah. Like and he you know he's like just make a weird symbol and just like just shoot that shit out of you, man. But you gotta you know make sure you do that ever so often. 
Yeah. And the Zod fight sequence, um, one of the coolest special effects parts had to be for me is when we got to see the extended part of them kicking off from each other. Yeah. And you see everything slowed down and you see both berries and their respective speed force just beating this, just punching everybody, just fucking them, like doing a one and done. Because once time speeds up, they're going to get, they're just, they're fucking dead. Yeah. And one of the coolest moments in all of the, of berries, like fighting sequences, what little they are, is when one of the Kryptonians is about to kill 2013 Flash. Oh yeah. yeah, and Barry shows up and phases into his heart. Well, it's yeah. when he was going. He was like, "I'm about to emperor this dude." Yeah, yeah, dude, we can't pass over the Back to the Future thing. That was hilarious. Oh yeah, um, and that's that's and see that's to me the that's little also changes. One, that was one like, of the no, most that Footloose. What Michael J. <laughs> Fox was in Footloose? No, Kevin well, Bacon. Uh, He's like he was in this movie. It's like what. Well, one thing that I thought too that was really cool about this was their the way they explained it. They explained it over spaghetti, which was hilarious, but But it made sense. I loved the idea that it made sense. Yeah, they were like, Look, you're in this universe, so anything you change here in time, like it changes like like well, and you're they not changing and they overlaps and they Yeah. You know? And he kind of, in a way, like whenever they rub up against each other, those are the flashpoints. Yeah. Because his mom doesn't die, Superman doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's none. I mean, Batman. And And he's just all beat up piece of meat. He's like, pass, you know? And, uh, (laughs) (laughs) And probably the coolest thing had to be that this movie acknowledges the snyder cut yeah Uh, Um, i mean big time i mean it's well when he well if you guys remember when he's talking to bruce the first time when he first when he first breaches through time and he's looking at the baby and he comes back and he's talking to bruce it's very quick and it's like just you know he goes uh you know i can do this that and the other and then bruce says something like uh Kind of like in, he says that Russian, it's the village they were fighting at in Justice League. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I only went back just a second for that. Yeah. And so that's what's crazy is that he has clearly told them that he, what he did. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. I appreciated that little, like, oddity tie-in, you know, that they did. Yeah. Um, uh, another thing that I thought was uh, pretty crazy too is that, like, when we get, you know, when it became cameo time and fucking everything's opening up and it's like, oh, yeah, here's the really old Superman. Oh, hey, Nick Cage. Fucking look at that. That was, that could have been a thing. And it's showing all the different worlds. Um, one thing I did in my post viewing research on it was uh, apparently. Even though we had the events of Justice League going on, the Flash movie was going to start planting the seeds for Crisis on Infinite Earths. And because mm-hmm. I remember watching that scene and was like, dude, like that's that, like all the universes are cl- cl- like, that's the plot of that fucking story. I mean, yeah. with a couple of extra things thrown in for, you know, 
punchy bam pow violence you know yeah um but i noticed that too and that was something that they were like that they were they were going to work on if the movie was you know was successful which it's considered a bomb but they did say they would green lot a sequel if it makes just as much money as the batman does yeah and the batman didn't do that great in theaters either but it was also like just right after covid when it dropped yeah yeah so my thing here here's my my overall thing because there, there's some other uh, other gripes that i have with it as a dc movie phenomenal as a say? flash movie as a dc movie it yeah. is phenomenal as a flash movie it was horrible in my opinion like that's just strictly my my opinion on this but it's like yeah. you're gonna have the flash go back in time stop all this stuff from happening he's gonna lose his powers so we get to replay his origin story from a different perspective even though we don't need it and and you're gonna focus more so on like other characters and everything else centered around flash and then you have this big momentous moment towards the end where it's like oh so the other version of barry that, that's got the powers is like trying to make all these significant changes and I guess that's causing tears in the other universes that exist. Don't really know because there wasn't really any kind of explanation for any of that. Why would the well, speed? It wasn't. Be well, there there was an explanation. I mean, there was an explanation. It just wasn't. We just didn't see those consequences building up because if you remember when he first runs into early Barry, he's telling him he's like, man, like I'm not supposed to be fucking even talking to you. Like, there can't be two of us occupying the same yeah, space. Maybe I can knock you like, out. Like, this is going to ass fuck everything. And I agree, it sucks that they didn't kind of build that up more. But I think they chose, instead of, instead of like, breadcrumbing that throughout the film, I felt like they held on to it for dramatic effect so that for people that aren't familiar with The Flash would be more, you know, shocked when they're like, oh, the younger Flash, like, becomes obsessed with just constantly trying to fix it, like, all of that. And and they just ham-fisted it all in that one moment. Right. And, and, like, and I, I understand that, but, like, here here's what it feels like to me. It feels like we got three different movies crammed into one. Oh, for sure. Uh, like, I, I mean, <laughs> we, knew, we, we knew that this movie was not going to be perfect. Oh, yeah. As far back as, like, Josh Whedon just suddenly helming Justice League. Like, we, I mean, I mean, we we saw the problems that this movie would, would obviously suffer from coming a mile away. Yeah. So I was, I was at least able to keep my expectations around the middle. Yeah. And so that's why I felt like it still exceeded it a little bit. Because I knew going into it that, like, we were not going to get, we weren't going to get the, really the start of a saga, but more so the continuation of the Justice League story through Barry and probably Cyborg if he ever, if, you know, if he ever got a movie, which he won't do a film as long as Hamada's head of Warner Brothers. Um. Well, you but, know, the, the change at Warner Brothers is kind of probably what fucked it. I mean, 
You remember mm-hmm. they went oh. back and reshot a bunch of shit because they're like, well, oh, absolutely, we can't yeah. have the ending we wanted to have because we're leaving. Well, like it, Barry's well, in like, another world, dude. Yeah. At they, the they, end, yeah. you see George Clooney. It's like, oh, this ain't. I mean, now, now, see, here's. Uh, I'm I'm glad you noticed that. Glad, I'm glad. Y'all so it is a reset. Like he's not in this world. He left. He left the Snyderverse. Yeah. Yeah. He's gone now. Now, here's the thing, though. If you go back or if you watch the post credit when he's talking to Aquaman, yeah, he makes a point to tell him that while you know while he's all drunk and stammering around, he goes, "Yeah, dude, there were three Batman." Yeah. So it's almost like did he go back and just like God damn it, and just like just deal with the fact that his father has to stay in jail and move the cans back? Because if I have any any major complaint about this film it's, it's that moving the can didn't cause a bunch of problems well, well it is it's, a different batman well, well that's what pisses me off they wrote the Snyderverse off with a can of tomatoes if you he really think to about this it top shelf <laughs> that's how he got that that's how warner brothers got rid of the Snyderverse. a can of fucking tomatoes well, I mean, it could have been. But I mean, but but that I mean, that's if you sit and fucking dwell on it too yeah. long. But like, I didn't even think about that. But if you, but um, but to me, the movie has two endings. You can walk away from it. You can ignore that post-credit scene, or you can interpret it as he went back and fixed that last, very last change, and he's just like, dude, fuck time travel. Or. Yeah, he straight up pulled in Akira and just noped out of the fucking universe. Yeah. Well, he's dating the girl. He's got his dad. I mean. Well, yeah. I mean, and and it it I don't know. It didn't feel like a reset. It didn't feel like at the end of it, it didn't feel like anything. It feels like that at any moment, a continuation of this could happen, which is fine. Like I'm fine with them leaving it open like that and everything. But at the same time, it's just like, why, like why leave that little, like why do that? Like either have it leave it open and, ha- and have it be done because if like they're saying, Oh, there may be a sequel. It's like, okay, well, how are you going to like sequelize it? Like, you're going to have him go back and write all the wrongs. And then he comes to present day. And then you have the new DC universe with the well, new Superman. Like, well, what? yeah. And, and, and yeah. And, but you got to remember too, that's on par with how schizophrenic DC comics is as a whole, man. Yeah. Like, like, I mean, that it's really, it shouldn't be a surprise that the cinematic universe is just as, all over the place as the comics are. Yeah. Um, but I think that when, when we got the whole debacle with the Snyder cut and when it came out and we saw all those interviews that Zack Snyder did, he did moments or he, 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 he basically told he would spill the beans on what the story was going to be, how he was going to get five movies, how it was going to build up to, you know, the dark side war, we were going to have, uh, injustice adaptations in there with evil Superman and yada, yada, all that shit. I feel like 
you can still follow some of those beats. Shuffle up the deck a little bit, doing Flash, Multiverse, whatever stuff like they've done. And you can keep going. And that's and 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 I think Muschietti did a good job of letting all those past movies that we got still be relevant. Yeah. Cause it's still it's still building up to stuff. I mean, Shazam is Shazam. And Black Adam's Black Adam. They're they are what they are. Um, but as far as like the mainline characters and stuff like that, those movies that everyone's already we've already invested our time in, you can still enjoy it and those those they get nodded and handed off in some way whether you like the way they did it or not because i really didn't like how they did that <laughs> like because when it because because when it went off i was like why do i love this movie but why do i want to pick it apart immediately right now yeah um but i think that's that, that's the hallmark of a good movie man batman versus superman has the same things uh even man of steel and those two films alone are still debated and talked about now then like two thirds if not three fourths of the damn mcu yeah <clears throat> yeah i mean and the ending really didn't other than like them not really like building like them building up to a terrible villain on top of building up to like what this terrible villain is doing is ripping the universes apart. Like, uh, like everything before and after that, it's like, okay, there's some like weird little gripe complaints that I have. Like, I don't like the way that they did his speed running. I like, they make everything stop and then they have him move in slow motion. And that's just it's to me that was kind of weird. Like that's just a little nitpicky grab thing. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't matter. Well, I mean, you know, you're, but but you're but see, you're not alone though, man. A lot of people do not like this movie, and a lot of people have not liked how they depicted his running. I even had beefs with the way they they did it in the Whedon cut of Justice League. Yeah. I thought that that one shot of him just. I mean, jellyfishing across the screen. I was like, yeah. "Why did they? Even, why did that make it to the final cut? Like that yeah. should have been. That would have been the first fucking frame. Few frames I deleted. I've been like, eh, that was a mistake. I got rid yeah. of it, you know. Well, and, and I get that. Like, they did it perfectly in Days of Future Past and Apocalypse. They did speed running moments and segments perfectly in there. I understand why they were trying to do something different to set themselves apart, but like, and the, and they, it got better as the movie went on. Like that first sequence where he shows up to that hospital and he's saving those babies oh. and everything with him, like slow running in slow motion on top of everything. Like it was just, I want to, but I would, I would, I would pose the question. How do you depict a speedster that is essentially faster than all of the other Well, you have to speedsters. slow it down so you can see what he's doing. Well, I mean, like, yeah, even so, but, like, for instance, like, Flash, like, you have, like, Quicksilver, you have all the other variants of speedsters that are out throughout comics, but they all pale in comparison to the Flash. Yeah. Like, he's, like, he's a, like, he's God-tier level, like, hero just he's with the Superman. Fastest. Yeah. 
and because he's always breaking his threshold of speed kind of in a like it's kind of the same concept as the hulk like the more he keeps wanting it the more he can do it yeah i mean that's that's kind of why he has that trophy like i can just run faster i'll just go faster i'll, just, I'll keep going to the yeah. point where superman asks him he's like man how fast are you and he's like dude i can think in an atto second which is like 0. 0.000001 he's so fast he can phase through the wall yeah, he can see molecules. How cool is that? He can he can oh. think at the speed of light, and he can see molecules come in and out of existence. Yeah, but here's the thing with the phasing: so you don't phase into the ground. Like when right. you just, I mean, how do you just? Step, which, well, I mean, well, he did it that one time. Remember? Yeah, yeah, he fell through well, something. It was like, well, but doesn't that always happen? So you can control where you phase, I guess. Yeah, well, you have, um, he has to move his atoms faster than. Yeah, he has to willfully do it. Yeah, yeah, but uh, when that's... he there was several times where he did it that he didn't go through the ground, but he went through other things. I guess. Oh yeah, can, yeah, you know he can, yeah, yeah. He can. <laughs> I mean, not for real though. That ain't how that yeah, works. Oh well, well, you're right. For the he sake can, of the movie and he, the whole thing well, with the food. Can. Where was all the food at the end? Well, he can yeah. clearly, I mean, he can, he can clearly direct his phasing because we saw it happen when he phases through the shockwave of the yeah. mother boxes blowing up. Yeah, that was pretty cool. But my my thing, like, just to finish on that idea, it's like, okay, if he's going to be the fastest creature ever of all time, like, it had everything moving and everything was still moving whenever he was moving in slow motion. It didn't feel like, I guess realistic is the wrong word here, but like it should have had him moving normally and everything else stop completely. That would have signified, in my opinion, even with people falling out of a building yeah. and all this kind of stuff. And that he's just kind of walking around and not. Yeah. And not all nonchalantly. Well, yeah, exactly. Because he was figure well, skating, dude. Well, well you also got to think too, and not to be nitpicky about it as well. When you think about Quicksilver, just for the sake of the easiest comparison, when you think of how Quicksilver is, he's literally mutated to be fast. Like he's, like he's naturally able to go that like the, that quick. Mm. Flash, on the other hand, taps into the Speed Force, and that's a whole other fucking animal in discussion. So it's 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 it's. They're drawing power from two different sources, mm-hmm. and I wonder if it's just—I mean, the speed force is just hard to fucking depict because basically all it is is just warp speed. Yeah, it just didn't allow him to be fast. But they knew moment. it looked goofy because <laughs> when he does the thing where he does, where he's slow and yeah. he runs well, around the room, I mean, they made fun it, of the run right there. That was making fun yeah. of it, like, and it, it well, was funny. He's like. yeah absolutely yeah and i don't have a problem with the way that he looked when he was running i just had a problem with them still having thing in motion and they have him moving in slow motion so basically in reality he's moving like maybe at the speed well he would be faster than everything (laughs) it's like yeah exactly that's it was like a he was faster than everything but he was still like just kind of ooh, you know yeah i think it I, I I i mean yeah, I mean, I I feel like it, it still revolves around the larger the larger statement of just it's obviously just a creative choice, you know. Yeah. Um. 
the one thing that I wanted to happen in this movie that would have completely redeemed every little nitpicky thing that I had did not happen. What was it? I wanted to see him and Zod have an actual fucking fist fight. And it just didn't fucking happen. Like, this is what I'm saying about they had basically the Flash movie, or the greatest DC movie, but the worst Flash movie, is Flash stays in the safest, most, like, unintrusive situations through the entire movie. He is arguably the most powerful DC fucking hero in existence, going up against... In the DC, or the Snyderverse, one of the most powerful, if not the most powerful villain other than Darkseid, and they couldn't have them have a legitimate fight? But would it have been a legitimate fight? Well, but well, that's the thing. he was fighting the other ones. Here, here's the thing, though. Barry is like, he's very much trying to stay away and avoid all this, like, conflict, especially with, like, the major powers that be. His story arc, or his character arc, in my opinion, should have been him not only coming to the realization that his mother has to die for things to work out the way that they worked out, but also the fact that, like, he can stand up for himself. He can be the person that he needs to be in the moment. And we didn't get that, I don't feel. We got the resolution with the mom, but, like, he's still going to be a pussy. Like, he's going to fight the little bee soldiers while you've got big boys over here dying fighting the a the a-listers it's like come on dude that's how the movie well, opened well he's a plumber well technically when you think about it he's too, just cleaning up for people barry's arc is more personal than the overarching that that's part of the schizophrenia of this movie it, it's a personal story but with the big broad strokes of the larger stories and shit happening around him and from even from the jump at Justice League, he even tells Batman, he's like, hey, man, I don't fight. <laughs> like, I run and I push people. He like, even made a not... comment at one point about the Justice League and mental health that they're not good at that. Yeah. You know, he's got some issues. Like, Well, and I feel like him staying the fuck away from Zod, like, it seemed like the natural thing because first off he had just saw Supergirl completely body an entire squad of folks. Uh, even in between that too, start taking out people left and right. He knew he couldn't take on her much less Zod. And I mean, we've even heard it through dialogue that, you know, and, and plus from knowing the character from the comics, he's a trained combatant. And sure, Barry could have had that that moment to be like, yeah, I'm going to be the hero and just start, you know, fucking thunder punching his ass and stuff and everything. But once he beats that mask off of Zod, what's going to happen? Zod's going to get his fucking Earth powers. He's going to get he's going to turn into phase two. And then Barry's going to be really fucked because when we saw Superman get resurrected, we saw that Superman can look into the speed force. And even though it's Superman and not and not Zod, I'm pretty sure Zod would be able to see him quick enough. Yeah, and he'd be able to start, you know, countering him. Yeah, and when you like, it would still result in Flash getting his fucking shit pushed in by Zod. Well, but that's the thing, though. To me, that's more of an inspiration for other like 
dumbass Barry to be like, I got to fix this and I got to save all this shit. Yeah. Like him and Zod should have fought. Zod should have killed Barry the, from the Snyder, ver- Snyder universe. And he should have been, and then other dumbass Barry should have been the one that is constantly trying to fix this basically. Which in is this why it goes crazy and becomes this. Yes. Yeah. In this endless time loop. And then you could have either a had another version of Barry show up to stop this from happening because it's causing this massive disruption. And then also, or you could have had the flash from, I don't know, the TV series show up and like that to me, they just met Batman and they just met Supergirl like 15 minutes before this fight happens and they die. And is that en- like enough to justify a character going so crazy to try to fix everything? And like with him traveling at the speed he was, he should have died when he tried to go into the speed force to begin with. Like, I don't, it's just, I'm, I can sit here and pick this movie apart for days. I didn't hate it by any stretch. It was one of the best DC movies that we've got. It's the worst Flash movie that we've ever got. It's the worst Flash anything. Well, it's the only Flash movie that we got. uh, And probably won't get another one. Um, But I feel like it took the spare parts of what we got, what's been given to us, and it was a south like this this movie is another prime example of what happens when people yep. have to pick up the pieces of a studio's shit decisions yes instead yes, of exactly. letting instead of letting instead of letting the story get played out because it's just kind of funny to me now that when these movies came out or at least the Snyderverse movies were coming out people were wiping their ass with it and now it's got the prequel the star wars prequel treatment where people are like you know what those movies really weren't that bad after all well they were so loud and raucous that fucking warner brothers went into panic mode fucking pulled the plug because yeah you know people yeah because people no i agree one thousand percent and i would say it it wasn't a terrible flash film. Was it the best? Could there have been a better, a better one? Sure. But I think making a, making a story out of the flash where he's already done the time travel and shit in justice league. Like they had to, they had to kind of, they had to make it personal. And I felt like, a lot of the editing of making it more about Zod and Michael Keaton and all of that stuff. Well, I felt like that was more panic mode coupled with yeah. what the fuck is Ezra Miller doing with his life right now? Like that's like, well, also yeah. the we're you know, James Gunn, this ain't his fault. Oh, this movie was in all. the works. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They had yeah. to go back in and change stuff. Cause it's like, yeah, we're not going to follow through with that. Probably. So, yeah. you know, but we got to salvage would, it because we've probably spent what at least 100 million, 200. So, yeah. uh, I think I think it's upwards to over 300. Woo. Yeah, I would love to see what the I would original love to read, read the original yeah. script. Like, I would love to read the original script. Well, because... it would have been, it, it would have been, I felt like if they if they wanted to distance themselves from the Snyderverse. 
they should have just not wrote it in the movie the same way they fucking did aquaman yeah they could have ignored and and instead they put zod in and 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 that's the direct tie to that's yeah and like his movies and don't get me wrong like i said i enjoyed revisiting the snyderverse one last time like Mm -hmm. and i felt like that was a way for muschietti to kind of give that to dc fans that were part of the that that were fans of the snyderverse stuff yeah and i and i praise it for that for sure and batman's a Um, chicago fan hey you know you i was that was that was awesome um still trying to figure out how the fuck michael keaton batman that was about time travel. I'll get back to y'all on that when I figure it out. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> no, but, um, you know, it, it was a, it's just, it, it's, I don't know, man. I've watched it twice <laughs> since, since, uh, since it became available for me and both times when it went off i was equally like i enjoyed it more the second time well because you knew what was gonna happen um because you know that but, first watch you're like how's this gonna play out i mean and and once again like i said i just i enjoyed it because i did like the idea that they brought keaton and that was cool supergirl in she was cool i thought it was cool how they took the darker turn with it where it was like no man like they like they don't they don't make it not only do you see michael keaton die he dies twice you know and but he was ready to die i thought out of the out of the whole like time bubble chrono ball thing I thought it was I thought it was a cool idea what they were trying to go with. I didn't quite understand why we saw like the copy paste of everything in circles. That like that I was, oh, I, I was like it was just well, it was some it, would it be was, different than the other, but it yeah, was you yeah. know I mean it I, was I, weird. I, I understood enough to know that it's like okay, these are all the different versions, yeah. but like and 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 I, I I praise it for trying to be different. Um, yeah. I, you know, I, as a flash as a flash fan, I do. I, I know that like just like with any comic book character, like I can't act like it's just specifically to the Flash. Most of all the fucking movies that have come out in this genre could be better than what they were yeah that's like, a good movie I, like, sometimes like, yeah yeah even the dark knight as as much of a stretch as that sounds even the dark knight could have been better i mean and that's not for changing anything on heath ledger's part like there's there's stuff about that movie that's fucking like okay whatever ordinary citizen yeah um but 
I don't know. I, I really, I really hate that we're clearly not going to see a Crisis on Infinite Earths well, movie. Well, we might, but it'll be it'll be a different Flash. Yeah. yeah. James Gunn's in charge now. He'll work up to something. They had but, to end this out. This dude's done. He's gone. <laughs> out. But, but at the end of the day, though, man, it didn't feel like it was two and a half hours to me. Like. I like, I, and that's my thing. I'm biased because I just love, I love time travel stories, yeah. man. And a lot of them are out there, and a lot of them have plot holes out the wazoo. And it's just, it, it, it like, a lot of them are just stories that are just like, fuck you, ain't got to explain shit. And sometimes it's for the better, sometimes it's for the worse. Um, some of it seems to play it out in the flash a little bit, but at the end of the day, I this this one this one's I don't know I, I liked it, dude. I, I'll die on that hill. Like you don't. I have feel to. like anything <laughs> that anything that fucking anything that fucking like yeah. connects to the Snyderverse, man. Uh, I feel like they're gonna it's gonna get better with time like it's like everyone's uh, like i could see it now in a couple of years when people forget about ezra miller if they forget about ezra miller they'll go back and watch it and they'll be like oh you know what not that bad of a movie well when you're watching him it's like he might be fucking crazy but pretty good actor and yeah. i did like that it despite it being out right now in the time where it's like every superhero movie is like multiverse different versions oh my god yeah Nick it Cage. feels different it does feel different from fucking all of them yeah for sure i agree and i do like that i'm glad that it didn't go into the marvel formula already yeah no i, I agree 100 here's my stance on it final thoughts like i said great dc movie enjoyed it as a dc movie didn't like it as a flash movie i'm giving it a half star i'm giving it a star if they would have called it dc paradox and just had flash be the ma just be the main character but instead of calling it the flash called it paradox. so just change the name you're all right with it like i'm going in expecting like a full flash arc we got a full half flash arc. Yeah. We got a we got a we got a two half flash arcs. We got a dumbass flash that wants to save the world for some people he just met. Yeah. We got we got regular, attracted to Supergirl. Something. We got yeah. regular flash, lost his powers through a good two thirds of this movie. Have like, to see dude, him regain his power. <laughs> with that part. He's so fast, dude. Why didn't he move out the way? When he heard yeah. the bolt come in, move. I, I get it it's for the story, but Yeah. I know. When he got hit by that I was like, I call bullshit. He could well, move. A, like he oh. gets knocked out of the speed force and he doesn't know what knocked him out of the speed force. Like he got a glimpse of it, but like all of a sudden we can't go back in that shit. I I'm 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 gonna stop. I'm 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 giving it a half star because I could just yeah, keep going with it. I give it a whole uh, star, but I just watched I, it. I, don't, I didn't have a lot of time to think about it. I give it. I give it a whole star. Uh, it has it has its flaws. 
um so does every that movie going in. I mean, yeah that's... uh but this movie had there were some shots in this movie that were fucking great uh i really i really one of the things we haven't talked that we didn't talk about was uh i really liked how when he's trying to get his powers back supergirl takes the that was you know cool. she was the third cool. times the third time's a charm moment yeah i liked I... how she picked up the flash and just took him into the thunderstorm yeah, yeah. that was cool there's i think that, she was that... setting her up for something dude but like because of the way things are going it's like nah well dude they're they're working on a like James Gunn's working on a Supergirl. Is he going to use her? I, I hope, dude. I loved her. I like. She her. did I great. Thought, I thought she was amazing. I loved her demeanor. I loved everything about oh, her character, dude. When when she like I I really that moment when she shows up to Zod. Zod's like, yeah, we found Kyle L. He didn't have the codex. We killed him. Yeah, uh, and she's like, you did with, what? And yeah. she flips the. Fuck well, she out. beat the fuck out of that motherfucker, dude. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, she just she gave up, was like, for... fuck. Yeah, she was like, fuck you, dude. Like, it yeah. wasn't this. It yeah. wasn't the. It wasn't. It was the mirror opposite. She's like, who my cousin? Super... Well, like, you know, the whole time Superman's like, dude, I don't want to fight you. I'm about to knock you through six yeah, skyscrapers. Completely... Well, she's been trapped gonna... in that room. Like, oh, she's bitter, dude. Yeah. She kind of and... reminded me of Michelle Rodriguez. A little yeah, bit. You know what I mean? She, she kind of had that. But way, I, like I thought yeah. the Hotter? I thought the I thought <laughs> yeah. the suit looked yeah. great. I thought yes. where'd the suit all... come from? It was Dude, laying on the right. ground, man. Yeah. So, so I'm assuming the the thing that they were keeping her in was her spaceship. Yeah. I thought well, I no, think no. that was okay. something to keep her in to keep her away from sunlight. <laughs> yeah, but still though, like, I, I, anyway, I, I loved. Look, well, if you well, no, if you think about it. They probably ripped. They probably took it off of her, put her in that gun because they were probably conducting experiments on her. Yeah, that's uh, what was yeah. happening there with her. But they kept her in that, keep her away from the sun, any kind yeah. of light. Really, I mean, yeah. Um, that's why oh, she man. looked all pale. Oh, and... I was, I was such a kid during that moment though, because me and me and my wife were watching it, and as soon. As soon as they get down there and they and they start and they reveal her and they grab her and everything, I just look over. I look over at DJ and I go, "Once they get her in the sunlight, it's fucking on." And I was not wrong. I mean, we saw it in the trailer, but like the extent of how much ass she kicks in this movie is crazy. Um, Michael Keaton can play Batman, in my opinion, whenever the fuck he wants to play yeah. Batman. Yeah. Like he's always welcome I, back, you know? I dude, if they do not use him to do a Batman Beyond story, they are fucking up so fucking bad, dude. I loved him as old man Batman. I good. loved him as bearded fucking long hair, yeah, just trying to beard, fucking yeah. Getting a, yeah, trying to get away from everybody, like dude. Well, it one of the coolest things that I like too about his iteration Pass. was that when they when they roll up on him and they're talking and everything and introducing themselves and and you know they're kind of the whole you know, spaghetti bowl scene. Yeah, well that yeah. Well, right before they start going into that stuff, he explains to him. He's like, "Hey, man." He's like. I cleaned up Gotham. Gotham's the, one yeah. of the safest the cities safest. in the world. I mean, yeah, I'm done. Like, like, 
like it, he like his Batman is the one that succeeded. Yeah, yeah, that's that's cool that they did that for him. He completed yeah. the mission, and I thought that was awesome. Yeah. Um, one little the most the the funniest little cameo, if you want to call it that, the Nick Cage one. Well, well, because <laughs> that was it funny. Was the, it was it was the laughing Joker teeth. The little the little bag. Oh yeah, dude. Laughs. When 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 fucking uh, Ninny Pooh rolls up and goes, I think this one's laughing. Yeah. You know, when you open it and you hear the, ah, 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 ah. I was like, oh shit, okay, yeah, kind of morbid that this dude took it, but okay, yeah. No, dude. Like like I said, everything surrounding it that was fucking incredible. I loved it. It fed into it. The I love the way that hit the the more um, flying sequences we've got we got in this one with Batman specifically. Yeah, like the way that dude jumps on his plane and tries to rip mm. him out of it, and he just spins it in the little just pod inside of it. Just fucking... <laughs> it was so cool, man. Yeah, like that was cool. There was a lot of shit in this movie that I loved. I fucking <laughs> well, absolutely it's, loved. Well, it's the classic, like, it's the classic Michael Keaton thing where in Batman and in Batman Returns, anytime that motherfucker was in the Batmobile, the Batcycle, the plane, whatever, right? Yeah. He's the Batman that's like, I got a button for that. Yeah. <laughs> like, Dude. like, and, and, and the whole tape time measure out and said, how much do you weigh? Dude, that was, so that was hilarious. Awesome. Yeah. That was so old man. The bat. He reached measure. on this fucking bat belt, dude, and pulled out a. Fuck he's like, ah. he, yeah. and he was pretty close. Um, he yeah. got him up there. One, and now one thing though, like despite the running, despite the story, the nitpick, all that stuff. Um, man. Ezra Miller did do a good job at he playing two job. versions. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, he did. The present Barry, like the the way he acted, like, yeah. like dude, there's it's this there's a there's a shot where I'm like, dude, that captures perfectly like the saddest moment, the lowest point for Barry Allen. And it's when the kid his the kid version of himself runs past him, yeah, and you see him looking off and like staring at him. Like he's just got that shot look on his face, like I'm fucking done. Dude. I thought the good one was in the grocery store at the end. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, man. That was that was a great sequence. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, I thought, like I said, I thought he did a really good job. Um, one thing I did see in uh, reading about it, uh. And I, I know we've covered it in an article before. Uh, the director has said that um, if he were to do a sequel, he would only do it with Ezra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, it would be nice if they could, if we could get a sequel. Because yeah. the problem that we, the problem about the Flash, and it even extends into Aquaman and um, and even Cyborg. These these three characters of the Justice League, they were brought into the DCU vastly different yeah. than the other three. I mean, even even you know, we kind of got it. We got we got catch up with Wonder Woman, but mm-hmm. the the characters were already established. Um, 
like I said, you know, seeing the part where him figuring out, you know, or him trying to save people, that was everything. Um, like that was like, and almost like I would, I would feel like that, that, that was the moment. I guess that's why I didn't feel like with the Zod thing. Cause I know one of the, 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 the things you said earlier was, uh, you know, the whole Barry standing up and like being a hero and that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, for 2013, Barry, it could have been that. But I think Barry had already crossed that threshold in that moment. I think I got I think I got that feeling from that sequence. And yeah. I felt like that's probably why I didn't feel unsatisfied by him not interacting with Zod and just because of the way everything was established with his character already. It's like, yeah, he knows to stay the fuck away from him. He's like there's that's like there's you know he's already in a different universe he doesn't want to die there but i still i mean i get your i get your argument to it but like i said i felt like i i got that fulfillment out of seeing a freshly like hot off the fucking chemicals flash like trying to save people during the superman zod fight because you know one thing that people harped about that fight was that there was so much collateral damage and yeah, it's like well did this one in the desert i thought about that well, <laughs> yeah well yeah. well we, well we saw that well what we're seeing is that and and sure maybe it's a case of hindsight and they're like well maybe we should go back and fix that or i like the idea that you know we're seeing moments where there were people trying to save people on the ground while this fight was happening. Like the justice league was already together. They just didn't know it, you know, Yeah. that kind of cheesy, you know, wink to the audience in a way. But I mean, you know, there's a lot to like and a lot to, to, to be questionable about, but I can't, I can't, there's, there's not really anything that happened in the movie that made me just go, Oh fuck this. Like that, that, that I, I, nah, man, like I had a good time. I'll, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a copy of it up on my DC shelf for sure. It's, I feel like it's worthy enough for that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Two and a half stars. Oh yeah. Um, so real quick secret invasion. I, I, I watched it last night. Um, this episode was better. I know we've only got one episode left and uh we're getting like fury fury, but them having that vial. Like I'm assuming that vial has like all of the superheroes no, DNA. It's, uh, the chick. <laughs> oh, um What's her Captain name? Marvel. Marvel. That's it. That's yeah. her shit. That's what that is. It's it's interesting. So it so really I'm is all the powers, right? I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think this really um, is gearing up for Fantastic Four. I really do. I've seen people talking about that. I think it's what's happening, and that's fine. Like I, I'm cool with that. Y'all think Nick and, Fury's going to die in the next episode? I think he might I don't, die, dude. I think that they'll they'll fake us out. They'll kill a scroll. Well, well, I think I think they'll leave it like they won't have him die on screen. Yeah. But that'll imply that Or when he dies, then you're like, you know, like Travis talking, we never saw the spaceship. It's been a scroll, so it's not the real nigga. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
That could happen. I could see that happening. Yeah. So oh, how many uh, tombstones does he have? One in every country, apparently. I mean, <laughs> no, dude, that's been the one of the, that was one of the coolest things that I've enjoyed about it is that like, because the thing about Nick Fury is he's he's got hideouts fucking everywhere. Like, there's been so many Avenger crossover stories where a group of heroes have to go hide out in a fucking Nick yeah. Fury. Well, that's where he buries his bug out bags. Yeah. He's like, here's my bug out patch. Here's my, you know. <laughs> oh, he upgraded, dude. He got the good shit. And he called somebody and was like, it's go time. Yeah. Uh, I've but been wondering. It was just Sorry. weird seeing that grave because it's like, oh, in the other movie, you see the grave because it, it's got the Ezekiel 2517 on it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which is hilarious that they did that. Yeah. That's funny. That's funny. Well, dude, the way he, he just strides in the shot and all his... The way he all, fucking walks episode. in? Yeah, like a just, pimp. But, um... Did y'all I've, see I've been, his... Where he was... That red notice where they're, like, looking for him? You know what I'm talking about? Where they're, like, scanning people, like, oh, we're oh, looking yeah. for this guy. Okay. Did you see where he's born? It was in Mississippi. No, it was in Birmingham, right? Huntsville, Alabama. Okay, yeah. I remember him Nick saying Fury. that. It, it says it on the thing. Yeah. Yeah. On that thing, I was like, oh, Huntsville. That's cool. Just a good old Kind of makes sense, though, with the whole Redstone Arsenal, NASA. Yeah. That's pretty cool they did that. So I feel like with the inclusion of uh, Rhodes as a scroll, it's it's had me wondering. Yeah, it's had me wondering if. (laughs) I mean. Rhodey. I mean. Scrody. I mean. I mean, he is kind of acting like that little his fucking. His Rhodey. He's a scroll. He is a acting scrody. like a. He's acting like a gooch. He's a scroll, yeah, dude. Like a nut sack walking around. Uh, right, using his nuts for feet. Talking <laughs> out his pee hole. <laughs> but um, no, I think uh, or I've been I've been wondering if Secret Invasion is obviously going to be the one and done that it is, but if it and armor wars is going to tell a larger story that either builds off to fantastic four or you know gets picked up in secret wars yeah yeah because i'm very this actually makes me more excited to watch armor wars than i was originally excited to watch armor wars you know what i mean well yeah because i i'm i'm still not sure what they're like what 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 What's that's going gonna on? even do yeah like well, yeah. remember when we watched the hulk show she hulk and that dude mm-hmm. was trying to get her dna yeah well what's happening in this show yeah i got loyalty got royalty they're trying to get people's DNA. dna well yeah. i thought it was so... cool that I, well, I thought it was cool that fury was like man we have a really good chance right now to get a little bit of everybody because it was after you know end game that big ass battlefield like he sent a yeah. group of people out there to just collect samples which is like odd and like yeah. six steps ahead but i mean still nick fury as fuck yeah so he's well, got thanos dna and all of that like his uh what was it the black uh order or whatever yeah so, I mean, 
Well, I mean, and, and but I mean, doesn't that seem like the worst idea ever? That sounds like some government shit, dude. <laughs> well, well, no, well, well like, let's, Wait, let's what seems about... like a worst idea? Collecting, Collecting the DNA, DNA of all these superheroes. Just think about it. Well, dude. Well, no. Remember the when whole... she destroyed uh, uh, Captain America's DNA? Remember that? Yeah. yeah Throw it in dude, the water to get rid of it? Dude, half of half of the villains that we got on the back end of the Avengers was because of people getting a hold of Chitauri technology. Yeah, so now they're going to get superhero DNA. Fantastic Four. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean... We'll I don't. I don't think that they're. If they. If they have Fury dying or something like that, I think that that chick is going to kind of step into the Fury yeah. role for a while. The chick from uh, Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. And I think you know it's very convenient that they decide to give her superpowers. Like mm-hmm. he, here's like my thing with the the MCU right now. It's like everybody's a super genius. Everybody has kids that are super geniuses. So that basically makes the super the people that are really super geniuses not that impressive, and then you're giving everybody powers. Like the thing about Nick Fury is, he's just just a man. He's just a man. He he's someone that everybody can realistically relate to. Um, so you're gonna, I don't know, man. It's like I just want a dude that can be a dude and not be disguised as another dude. You know, he could be well, the dude that know what he's and- doing. And I agree, um, but I can't help but feel like everybody getting, like, the whole everyone being a super genius, that, that's fucking, that's just bad writing. Yeah. Um, but as for, like, just, like, an influx of heroes, I feel like that's just a clear path setting for Secret Wars where the herds are going to get thinned quite a bit. Right. Because, because like, if it's how I, like, my my theory is that they're going to fight Kang in Dynasty, obviously. Kang's, like, the defeat of Kang is going to cause a dead man switch scenario where it's like, all right, we're going to merge all the timelines back into the sacred timeline. Mm. All those timelines merge. We get Battle World. We get Secret Wars. We get all these different heroes having to vie for competition and a lot of them are going to die as these universes collapse on them. Yeah. And they're going to be able to be like, all right, guys, we had our fun. Here's our nostalgia, our nostalgia moments. Here's uh, you know, here's some what if shit that we like. All right, let's fucking get back to business. Yeah. Because cause the whole thing with the multiverse is also still dealing with the whole idea that like everybody's still reeling from the death of Iron Man, even mm-hmm. though everyone is figuring out shit just fine without him. Yeah. Right. Um. But uh, you know, because all all like most of the movies have been some sort of like stage of grief. Yeah. And the loss of somebody. So it's the whole mourning phase, you know? And I think as it ties itself up, it's gonna, it, it, it's gonna, that that's gonna go down. Yeah. Which is fine. But yeah, I'm actually excited about this last episode. I'm interested to see. It sucks that Talos 
and I hate the way yeah, that they Taylor's. Yeah. They're going to uh, bring him back in the machine. Well, and I was mm-hmm. expecting them to try to get him in there. But is it going to be like Pet Cemetery? Has it been dead for too long? Anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, anyway. I think I think the only way that they're going to be able to fight Gravik is going to be if Amelia Clark and him go Super Scroll versus Super Scroll. Yeah. Or we get the Nick Fury twist. Fury still has still been on sword the whole time. And the scroll fury we got was down there dealing with everything. And Fury's been he's still Nick fucking Fury, you know? He's like, I figured this shit out a long time ago. I knew you was gonna yeah. fuck on Queen's us. Gambit. Like Yeah. <laughs> Say what again? I double dare you. you but know, I yeah, have bro. I've I've enjoyed this series because it's been everything the MCU hasn't been lately. Yeah, and that's let's slap the actors in front of the volume and throw as much special effects as we can. And that's yeah. coming from someone that does not give a shit how good or bad special effects are. Just the fact that we're getting it for the property I'm watching makes me, that's why that's why I really don't shit on the Flash's special effects yeah. because yeah. like we got Spent that we, we were able to yeah. get it. Yeah, yeah. I mean. And but I mean, but I will say, I, I, sitting through the credits, for what we got, either a lot of people didn't show up to work, or there was a lot of new people because there was like five different visual effects companies that worked on that film. Yeah, and we're talking um, like, and we're talking like those segments of credits where it's the visual effects team, and then like a list of thirty motherfuckers, and then another one, and another mm-hmm. thirty. Like, it, I mean, it was. It was a pretty long list of credits. Like, I mean, I could I see why. Too. Yeah. Like, yeah. I could, I could see why. You know, they were like, "Uh, eh, fuck Ezra Miller. We're still putting it out because somebody these well, people got to have it. They had to. They took the well, hit on the cat. What is it? Batgirl movie. They couldn't take mm-hmm. a hit on this one. That was a write off. Yeah. 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 But yeah, Secret Invasion has been good. Uh, I I just it I am I'm I'm really excited for season two of Loki though. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was that's probably like Loki has probably been the best out of the Disney Plus stuff. Yeah. Well, and that's and, like that. I really liked Falcon Winter Soldier because it was so grounded and yeah, and that, those arcs and stuff. Well, it's not to yeah, and it's not to say that the other ones like. The fact that Falcon and Winter Soldier and Secret Invasion specifically tap into that Winter, that Captain America Winter Soldier little corner of everything, you know, the whole espionage spy thriller type thing, mm-hmm. like that 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 comes in clutch when you have all these other type of plots and stories and you know superhero superhero genre trying to be another genre, you know. Yeah. It's a film trying to be a film disguised as another film. Man, you brought yeah. it back. <laughs> Speaking of bringing it back, I got a little bit of movie news here. And we're we got an update on something that we haven't talked about in quite a while here. And the last update that we got on it, I believe they were doing massive reshoots. Yeah. But anyway, 
Live action video game adaptations are definitely having their re, uh, renaissance right now with everything from Super Mario Brothers movie that's grossed well over a billion dollars this year to HBO's ongoing The Last of Us series that's already gotten several Emmy nominations. <clears throat> several more features are still in the pipeline, among them the upcoming Borderlands film, which will play a homage to the original award-winning action comedy video game series. After years of development and production that has clearly remained under wraps for the most part, per a report from Collider, Borderlands now finally has an official release date set for August the 9th of 2024. Um, it was filmed in early 2021 in Budapest and wrapped later in what? June. Um, so a year the, and a month from now? What the yes. fuck, dude? Oh, it's yeah. going to be a lot of special effects for this movie, man. So they shot it in 2021, wrapped it up that in June of 2021. I mean, this has been... I mean, it's, it says the project also recently did two weeks of reshoots and has had a lengthy, intense post-production process. This is most likely why the current release date is set for August of next year, though hopefully at least a teaser will drop sometime before the end of the year. Uh, it says that filming finally got underway in early 2021, Visual details were quite literally obscure as the de as to date the only official set photo release with the major cast showed nothing but their dark silhouettes in front of a bright white screen. Given the very unique cell shaded aesthetic style of the original games, the translation of that to the big screen is likely being kept until an official trailer releases, which is probably the smartest move on their part. So if they may rotoscope this movie. Yeah. Which would be insane. Yeah, give it that. that uh, like imagine, yeah, yeah, or imagine like Spider Verse, but yeah. live action. Yeah. So, I'm I'm pretty excited about this. Uh, me and Marina and Rubio recently started playing through the first Borderlands. We're going to play through all of them on stream, and uh, it was one of my favorite. You know, the first looter shooter I think that we ever got. And if there was others before that, then they weren't really coined as a looter shooter had a very, you know, it was very self-aware, had a great sense of humor, you know, and all this kind of stuff. So I'm pretty sure Eli Roth is the one that is directing this. Yeah. So I'm For very sure. interested to see him bring his humor uh, and bring his style over to something like this. So I'm excited for it, man. And yeah, if it gives them more time to like get everything flash fleshed out, and if they rotoscope it, dude, that's gonna be so much better than we could have ever imagined, you know. Yeah. But um, I'm excited for it. I can't wait to see how they how they uh, how whoever's playing Handsome Jack how they're gonna play that out because I mean it. Don't get me wrong, Borderlands has a cast of characters, but he is the character. Oh, and they may hold because Handsome Jack showed up in that second game. That they may have him show up in. Yeah, a, in there's a sequel nobody movie. playing Handsome Jack on the credits yeah. for this one. And if they cast Handsome Jack, they got to cast um, Walton Goggins. Oh. My opinion. <laughs> Maybe Billy's like, Mama Bunkers. Like, like, cause, 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 all I can think of is just like a frail, skinny, like Negan. Yeah, right. Just a complete asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Just just yeah. pissing on everything. Right. So yeah, I was wanting to give an update on that because it is something that I'm very much looking forward to. Very near and dear to myself there. So I'm excited about that. 
Um, so Star Wars Dave Filoni divides fans with Anakin Skywalker is the greatest Jedi claim. So Filoni seems, and I just thought this would be a fun little article to throw in here. Filoni seems to have uh, his, Filoni seems to have had his finger on the pulse of what makes a good Star Wars product for a while now. But despite being one of the creative forces behind Star Wars recent years, it seems he can still split fans very easily. Ahead of the release of Ahsoka on Disney+, Plus, Filoni appeared in a promotion of the series, and in it, made the very brave and bold claim that Anakin Skywalker is the single greatest Jedi of all time. The internet responded as you would expect. Using the term single greatest anything is always going to stir up plenty of heated debate among fans of even the smallest franchise. So throwing out those words in relation to the Star Wars universe is just asking for trouble. While there were those happy to stand by Filoni's statement, the overriding sentiment was simply that he was completely wrong. Some of the reactions can be seen below, and I'm not going to go into these. Yeah, Of course, every discussion like this comes from the different strokes for different folks. Even George R. Binks has his very, very small fan base who would die on their own hill to defend the character. When it comes to the belief that Anakin is the greatest of a long line of Jedi to grace the Star Wars franchise, there are arguments both for and against the statement, but probably not enough to, uh, probably not enough ever definitively end the debate that Filoni has stated ahead of Anakin's appearance in Ahsoka. So, like I said, I thought that that was just something that was kind of interesting. Because, I mean, saying that Anakin Skywalker is the greatest Jedi, and it's like, well, he played, he was a a villain through 90%, you know? That's that's what I'm thinking. Like, a great Jedi would be able to, like, I don't know, not be a bad guy. Right. You know well, what I mean? But I it's think, Darth Vader, dude. We all love fucking Darth well, Vader, right? I mean, that's... Well, this is where... this. Well, you got to remember, too, the last movie isn't called Return of the Jedi because of Luke. It's because yeah. Vader becomes Anakin again. And he's he badass. And theoretically... And, and granted, he was dying. I get that, if we're going to pull, pull hairs with it. But... I think it's probably coming from the perspective because I've had this. I've thought about this honestly, uh, not necessarily as him being the greatest Jedi, but just like well, Anakin Skywalker. In order to be a great Jedi, you have to fight off the dark. Right? You have to know. You have it. to and be it, like. I, and Anakin, Anakin know it, is but the not only. Be it. Anakin is the only Jedi that fell to the dark side and came back. Yeah. Like, cause that's the thing. Cause when you think oh, yeah, about, he was able to beat it. Cause Yoda, I mean, Yoda, Yoda would only be arguably the only other one, but he has, he had like to, to really, to really tiz him it a, a bit, I guess. Yoda is a species that's already like hyper force sensitive. Like, yeah. like they're like, they're just not going to follow the dark side. Uh, Obi-Wan, uh, all throughout the prequels, it was established that he, while he was good, he, he still fell to the, to the hubris of the Jedi being like, Oh, we're, I'm, I'm no, I'm no politician, you know, like that kind of crap. Luke, Luke wasn't even really trained as a Jedi other than just a few, you know, minutes of screen time he was on Dagobah and then he's out fucking doing his shit mm-hmm. 
Um, Ahsoka, for what it's worth, she was like, fuck Jedi, fuck this shit. Y'all, y'all are full of shit. I'm out. And so I feel like it's from the perspective, like I said, I think it's him looking at it as, yeah. you know, he, he fell, but he came back and yeah. that being able to survive that and acknowledge it and change, which is, I mean, if you want to get all like mystical with the force and all that kind of crap, it's the underlying theme that people can change and that your choices have value and, and consequences to them. Yeah. And the choices Anakin made throughout the saga, you know, led to his downfall, but then his son was able to bring him back. And, you know, all that. Back, yeah, family. Yeah, family, dude. So I just so. thought that that was kind of a funny article, though, that he's dev- like, it's almost like Filoni's doing it on purpose at this point, you know? Oh, he's dude. Like, He's, he's sitting would, there, he's like, you want me to get these motherfuckers yeah. all up? Yeah. Oh, yeah. If, you're, if you're, yeah, if you're yeah. the head of an IP <laughs> as popular as Star Wars, um, and you're not trolling the fan base, what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> exactly. So next up here, James Gunn quashes rumors. I'm guessing that's supposed to be squashes, but quashes rumors about making a justice league movie mm. so the dcu's last proper ensemble film justice league was arguably the biggest fumble in the previous era of the franchise as seen with the first iteration of the mcu's avengers in 2012 if properly executed bringing together the greatest heroes within a universe can help meld together the franchise into an endearing powerhouse that further builds its fan base rather than subdivides it however the DCU couldn't pull it off, and it has since left everything in a state of relative disarray. However, with James Gunn now taking the will of the future of the franchise after his own un- ensemble reboot, The Suicide Squad, was very well received, rumors have started to float through the grapevine that the director, in fact, already has plans for a Justice League reboot of his own. However, per the report from Collider, Gunn has adamantly denied that any sort of project is in the works right now. After acquiring the DCU to mold as he sees fit, James Gunn announced that his first big passion project would be Superman Legacy, which has a confident release date of July the 11th, 2025. Moving away from the typical origin story formula seen with the Kryptonian, uh, Gunn plans to have the story begin at the peak of Superman's tenure as Earth's strongest savior. He recently declared his casting of both David Cornswet and uh, Rachel... Brosnan as Superman and Lois Lane respectively, along with a slew of other DCU characters never before seen on the big screen. Among them so far, we already know all the casting on that. Um, While Gunn has since formally announced the majority of his planned Chapter 1, Gods and Monsters of the DCU, with just over a dozen film and series projects in the pipeline already, fans are, of course, still taking to the internet to form their own theories of what's to come. The elephant in the room that remains in the prospect of reimagining the Justice League, not only with a different premise, but now with a different cast. It's undoubtedly got many eager to know when such a project will come to life, but until then, Gunn has taken to new social media platform, Threads, to make a cut-and-dry response to the rumors. 
that he's not doing anything of the sort right now? Answers like no and of course not. Paint a pretty clear picture and put those rumors to rest. So we'll simply have to wait a good while to see what Chapter 2 and beyond will hold in the years to come. Perhaps Gunn will deliver the ensemble DCU film that the franchise has so desperately needed since the beginning, but it's clear that he wants the foundation to take shape first. Okay, the reason why I wanted to bring this article up is because I have a theory. A Griffin theory, okay? So we've seen with the recent casting announcement with uh, Superman Legacy, you know, we've got, of course, Superman, we've got um, Lois Lane, Lex is is going to be in it for sure. We're getting um, Hawk Girl. We're getting Guy Gardner, Green Lantern. We're getting Mr. Terrific. We're getting Rex Mason. We're getting all these characters in it. I think Jun's, I think (laughs) Gunn's approach to um, doing a cinematic universe is the fact that like, what, like there's always in comics, specifically with DC, there's always a reason. There's always some reasoning behind why these heroes are getting together and doing what they're doing, right? We have these major DC crossover events that have happened, you know, like the crisis on infinite earths and world war three and like all these really big things that happened 52, the whole nine yards. I think his approach to it is like, I want to write a story where you have these characters that are already pre-established. And instead of like finding a reason to force these characters together, Let's write a story that allows other characters to come into the story and to go out of the story naturally. He did it with Suicide Squad. Yep. He did it with Peacemaker. Mm-hmm. He he did it with Guardians of the Galaxy. He's done it with every project that he's had some type of superhero control over. He writes it in a way to where it makes sense that that character's there. He gives them a small arc. He They bring them in, do the thing, and send them on their way, and it feels seamless it feels good and i think that instead of him building up to a justice league movie i think he's going to build up to like this is a crisis level event but we're not going to establish the justice or the teen titans or anything like that we're just going to have characters show up and deal with the situation that's what i think he's going to do it's a completely different approach from what marvel's doing where it's like, let's find a reason to get the Thunderbolts together. Let's find a reason to get the Fantastic Four and the X-Men together. Let's find a reason to do all this stuff. And his approach is, let's just write good stories and have characters that make sense interact with the main characters of those stories and see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah, and not insult the audience that's clearly coming to, clearly coming to watch these movies. Yes. Not insult the older audience's intelligence. But at the same time, you know, if a hero needs further character development, that can be explored. And if not, leave it be. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Sometimes you don't need to be baby fed. Oh, of course not. You know? Uh, I mean, it worked for Spider-Man when they included him in the MCU. Exactly. Right. Worked it, wonderfully. Yeah. Exactly. And and I think he's gonna do it to the extent like I have a feeling that Mr. Terrific is gonna show up. You're not gonna get any real idea of like who he is. Like you're gonna get a clear, definite idea of that character through his personality and his actions in that movie. 
And you're going to be able to form your own opinion about that character based off of that, as opposed to, well, here's a sad story of how this person got their powers. We're going to make you feel sympathetic for this character just because they went through some bad shit, but now they got superpowers. Yeah. So it's all good. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It would help. I can fly. It would help. I mean, um, I do think, I think with, um, as far as the Justice League, I feel like if there was a, a movie in the pipeline, of course he's going to deny it. For sure, absolutely. Um, well, he sticks to his guns. But secondly, <laughs> people have to be, I feel like people have to be careful too because leaks for, <laughs> leaks for, uh, leaks for superhero films, uh, drop out like fucking babies in low-income towns you know yeah like the babies out that window in the flash Just, <laughs> oh my God. Uh, yeah. but that being said say a leak does drop uh gun can just shelve it just say fuck it i'm not gonna make it yeah yeah like if i can't surprise my audience if i can't tell them a story that that, that 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 comes out of left field for them or whatever, then I'm not going to do it at all. Yeah. And so, I mean, that that's a very real thing too. So I feel like, you know, where we've had in the past, you know, cause I don't ever recall a whole lot of films that he's done where other than official screenshots or uh, stills that are released and everything, which he's always been really, He's smart because he's good about staying in the loop with the audience throughout making these films. He won't divulge into any details or anything like that, but he'll, he comes on all the time and he'll do Q and A's and be like, yeah, that'd be a cool idea. No, that's not happening in my movie. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's very, he's as transparent as he can be without ruining the hype for whatever projects being talked about. Yeah. Uh I mean another another sign and merit uh to uh to him having a good spot at DC now. And you know, I like the idea that we'll have movies with characters, you know, and we're not having to waste 30 to 45 minutes for the first hour of a film, you know, like y'all said, you know, oh, here's sad story. Oh, dude can't catch a break. Wait, toxic chemicals. Now he can beat the bad guy. Um, which that's specifically, I think that's Toxic Avenger. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, but yeah, that would be cool. Um, I think the only risk, which I mean, I guess it's a risk worth worth taking. The only risk in doing something like that, though, is for your mainline characters, you can absolutely get away with it. Wonder yeah. Woman, Batman, Superman, all that. We know who the fuck they are. They're, they're literally pop culture. But the thing with gun, however, is he likes to pull really obscure characters and make his films. Yeah. Case in point, suicide squad and guardians of the galaxy. Um, and because of that though, those characters require arcs that delve into origin. You know, it's their origin stories. And so, We'll still get, I feel like we'll very much get those movies. We're obviously getting it in Blue Beetle and we're going to get that too. But I think, 
you know, I think as far as like our staple heroes that everyone knows and loves, I think the smart move is to just jump right into the fray. And what I, what what gives me hope over Superman Legacy is that like in the article it says that they're going to deal with a peak tenured Superman, which is great because unlike Batman and all of that, I'm 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 getting really bored not so much with the origin story but like oh i've been hero for two years i still ain't that good y'all like those movies like particularly with batman i'm kind of over the early phase like he ain't quite who he should be yet type of thing Mm -hmm. i'm ready for the balls to the wall movies where you know crazy shit is just popping off left and right and some of it has explanations critical to the story and some of them don't they're just there uh i'm ready for that shit yeah i'm the same way and you know i think that he's going to test the waters with some of these lesser known characters i think that they'll be you know he may fast track like a, a somewhat you know, quick origin story for some of the characters. I mean, <clears throat> I'm I'm just interested to see like how he's gonna handle all of this stuff. But I really think that he's gonna leave it up to where like like Peacemaker, for example, got a small little snippet of like his backstory in Suicide Squad. Everybody loved him. He decided to make a a television series where you really he tells his origin story without telling his origin story. Yeah, because and, like, you see and... his his roots there with his father and all of that stuff so absolutely and i agree with you wholeheartedly in thinking that um he's we're not going to get a movie that's like dc studios presents the justice league i don't it's not going to be that we're going to get something like all right dc studios presents crisis on infinite arts or you know uh the end or any of the big you know stories like that and we're going to get the justice league and we're going to have it where like that whole thing plays out and it's like all right we know each other we're gonna we're we're gonna fucking work together and get this shit over with and we're gonna still get those the 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 tale of the team coming together and all that shit but it's not going to be like this movie is about that, about them mm-hmm. fucking the power of friendship. Like we're not going to get that. Yeah, for sure. Cause, cause I mean, think about this and this is going into speculation as well too. What if we get a movie that's just called DC presents world's finest and it's a, a new take on Batman versus Superman and we get an actual world's finest story. Yeah. That would be, that would be amazing in my opinion. Yeah. Well, with them them having Muschietti tackle uh, Brave and the Bold, that says a lot about what's going to be happening. So. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, um, we do have a little bit of a uh, Jonathan Majors thing here. So, MCU Kang the Conqueror actor Jonathan Majors appears in the new Disney Plus documentary Amid Controversy. <clears throat> so, in a recent released uh, edition to the assembled series of Marvel documentaries. <clears throat> the film covers behind-the-scenes footage of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, starring Paul Rudd, Jonathan Majors, and the rest of the cast. 
Majors is set to play the antagonist Kang the Conqueror in Phase 5 and 6 of the MCU. Having already appeared in Loki and Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, he is next due to appear in Loki Season 2, and his time and his time in the role will end with Avengers Kang Dynasty and Avengers Secret War. Uh, the Kang actor is featured... Uh, is featured in a five-minute section surrounding his He Who Remains variant role in Loki and behind-the-scenes footage of the latest Ant-Man film. In an interview, Major stated his gratitude for his inclusion in the MCU. The Ant-Man franchise within the MCU has a very clear ethos, has a very clear rhythm to it. I had the benefit of stepping into a song that was already playing. The actor also expressed his sentiment about wearing his Kang costume during filming. Starting out, they brought the costume completely into the trailer, and it did take a moment. And then once I put it on, I went, mm, that this is it. There are very few moments in my life where you go, this is it. This is an energy within the suit. It literally makes you stand up straight. That's how, that's just how it's built. There's mysticism about it. It's iconic. Uh, his appearance comes as a surprise as for the past year, Majors has been <clears throat> the center of controversy as allegations of domestic violence and abuse have surfaced against the 33-year-old actor. The actor and his legal team have denied all allegations of physical misconduct and retained his innocence. His domestic violence trial begins on August the 3rd in New York City. But as of uh, the October premiere date for Loki Season 2 encroaches, it is unclear if Majors' role as Kang will change in future projects as Disney has yet to provide an official statement on his controversy. So I think that with them releasing this behind the scenes footage with him in it, that kind of gives us a clear stand, like look at Disney's stance on everything, right? Because like they could have easily just cut this out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They like, this is something that recently released. So it's something that they could have went in there Let's cut him out of it. If they're going to cut him out of the MCU completely, and they could start that process now. I think that, I don't know. I think that this is more telling than, than they might want to admit. You know what I mean? So, but August the 3rd. So that's coming up like what next week. Yeah. So, yeah. So next, yeah, next Thursday. So, I'm going to be keeping an eye out on the news cycle to see kind of what's going on with that. Cause you know, I'm interested to see how that whole situation plays out. So last thing here, I thought that this was kind of interesting. AMC drops better seating ticket incentive initiative. So the world's largest cinema chain, AMC entertainment holdings has decided to forego its plans to modify prices for different theater seating. Earlier this year, the company announced that it would implement a pricing tier list called Sightline, which would charge moviegoers more or less based on the seating arrangement. For screening screenings after 4 p.m., the Sightline initiative would charge middle and back row seats a higher price while discounting seats located near side aisles and in the front row. This initiative hoped to incentivize moviegoers who wish to have a better cinema viewing experience to pay extra for a desirable seat. However, after several trial audiences, reports showed that moviegoers weren't willing to pay extra for better viewing, nor were motivated to buy discount prices. As a result of the pandemic, high economic inflation, and the recent popularization of streaming platforms, 
Theaters have struggled to encourage audiences to spend the extra dollar to travel and sit in a theater. Bloomberg intelligence researchers have estimated this year's annual revenue at $9 billion for North America theaters. This report is significant because it shows the destructure, uh, the destructive impact, destructive impact, Jesus Christ, of COVID-19 pandemic on the industry. The box office average revenue pre-pandemic was about $11 billion annually, according to industry insiders. Around 49% of pre-pandemic moviegoers have stopped going to the theaters. Poor quality films like The Flash have also discouraged movies mm-hmm. from per- moviegoers from purchasing t- uh, tickets. <clears throat> we didn't talk about this, did we? About AMC? The, the, the AMC sightline paying extra for like premium seats? No. I mean... I don't know about that. Here's the thing, man. It's very interesting that this article comes out and like AMC and they're kind of dipping into like what the dollar dollars are and everything. This whole like, what do they call it? Barbie, Barbieheimer or whatever. Yeah. Barbenheimer, where you have people that are purposefully going to the theater and doing a double feature of Barbie and Oppenheimer. Fuck that. Like, dude, it's happening. I dude, saw an AI-generated trailer for Barbie Hammer. It was oh, pretty good, really. I mean, <laughs> it I was. Mean, so you, there's still things, like, here's the thing. People, like, theaters are going to have to start thinking outside the box. Like, going to that new movie theater close to us where you have, like, the recliner seats and everything, yeah, that makes me want to go to the movies. What doesn't make me want to go to the movies is if I go on a Sunday at like one, two o'clock in the afternoon and I have to, and I pay, I'm, I'm okay with paying 10 to $12 per ticket, but I'm not spending 50 fucking dollars. Like at the concession stand, I'm not spending $50 and that's what it costs. I usually eat before I go. Well, yeah, but like if you want to drink, if you want the popcorn, if you want like the full movie going, Going experience, you're dropping at least at a minimum Which is why fifty dollars. Yeah, and then also on top of that, you have families that are like, "Well, if we take a family of four to the movies, mm. we're, how much are we gonna? That's let's say anywhere from twelve Shit, to fifteen dollars per bucks. ticket. Yeah, exactly. When we can just wait, for so they're three not going. Months. They're gonna watch it yeah. at home and eat tacos. Yeah. Exactly, man. Exactly, and pause it and like do whatever they want to like. They're Sometimes they pause to... it with the kids, you know? Yeah. The thing is, is like they need to, they, they, they're going to have to do something to incentivize people to go. And I think the thing about that is like, if I'm paying to go watch a movie, then I'm clearly a fan of whatever is playing or something interests me enough to go see it. I would rather watch a longer cut of the movie. You know what I mean? I would rather watch something with like the deleted scenes added into it, an extended cut of the movie, whatever. Like if I'm paying for that movie going experience, then give me something that I'm not going to get anywhere else, you know? And they're going to have to figure that out and they're going to have to adapt because I mean, the flash came out when the Mario movie came out. No, that was Dungeons and Dragons. Flash movie came out after the Mario movie came out and we watched it for the pod. It's like been two months. You know what I mean? And I wanted to go watch it in theaters. I just didn't have the money to go watch it in theaters. 
But if there was a reason to get me to go to the movie theater for something that I can't get anywhere else, then IMAX is great, but IMAX isn't going to make me go to the movies. You know what I mean? Well, to add to what you're saying, I feel like it echoes something that Adam said several years ago. What I say? Because, well, you were making the case for home viewing. Yeah. And well, I, can watch I mean, my time. to paraphrase it, man, like, you know, all the, like, the, the streaming, everything that we're, that we're, that we have access to now, you know, it was, you know, we were calling it years ago. Like it's taken hold. Like <clears throat> I really wanted to go see the flash in theaters and I had several opportunities to do it and I just didn't, I didn't want to, I didn't want to go to the theater. I didn't want to go well, through dude, that. It ain't all... the money. It ain't that you can't afford a fucking movie ticket. It's the time. Yeah. Something and... has to be real. You know, for me to set time aside of my day, you know, yeah. I'm dying over here, you know, already just every day dying. So actually, for me to set actually. time aside and actually go watch that shit, it's, it's hard. Yeah. Well, the the incentive has has got to be innovated now. It can't yeah. just be oh, it's a movie based on set IP. Which should be the director's cut. Well, and, and I everybody also else think, has got to wait like at least a year or two before they can see that cut. Well, I also think too, yeah, and you to know, add to that, the special um, edition. Remember when they did that? To add to it, though. I think it's also because we're in that period of television and film where the writing is just absolute fucking garbage. Lines. It's fucking garbage. Which is why they're trying to fucking not pay some of these people. Um, Re-incentivizing theater turnout starts with being able to put out a good movie and let it generate buzz. But man, that's a tall order because even Maverick couldn't really pull everything back like it should. Yeah. You know, Tom Cruise is taking the angle with minimal special effects. Like let's do the big stunt. And Maverick made like $1.4 billion. No, I mean, I'm not saying it's not uh, that oh, okay. the, these films like, aren't unsuccessful. It was the biggest movie since COVID. Now, The Way of Water has made, you know, 2.3. I mean, yeah, but with a B. It was a foreign, yeah. Dude, Dude speaking I, of that, I sat through that shit. The Way of Water. Mm-hmm. Uh, dude, James Cameron, there was a rumor that came out that he was going to make a movie about the people that went down the submarine. Oh my right? God. Yeah. There too. was a rumor and he came out and he was mad, dude. He was like, I would never, I would, oh, he was pissed off. He came out and it's like, dude, you made a movie about the Titanic where all those people yeah. died. Like yeah. you already did it once. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. That's but fine. for real, 
he's got a documentary called Challenger Deep where he goes to the deepest part in the ocean in a fucking thing himself. It's cool. It's cool as fuck. Yeah. He really did it too. For real. Balls of steel. You know? For yeah. real. I want James Cameron to direct a Gundam movie. Well, he's I mean, pretty booked for for Avatar <laughs> for the for, next twenty five years. I'd say. So. Oh, I mean, yeah, of course. But I'm just saying, like hope. the the mech shit in Way of Water, like the, like that was that was the biggest problem I had from that movie. Is I had more fun and enjoyment out of the movie when it would cut to the people we're supposed to hate than I did. Like, because, like, let's face it, all Avatar is is Fern Gully. Yeah. With no uh, Dr. Frankenfurter. With no baddie. With no smog monster. All right. But anyway, like, the mech shit, like, every time it would cut to the human settlement and everything, they would have these suits, man, and they're just fucking dope, and just all that shit was cool. Yeah. But I'm glad I didn't go to the theater and spend ten bucks a, subscri- a subscription fee's worth of money on it. Yeah. Yeah, that's and that's the best way to put it. To sum everything up, I a can pay fee. for I can pay for Netflix a for whole the same, month. Yeah, for the same price that I can buy one movie ticket. Like that's the thing. That's the ticket. They're going to have to lower prices. Mm. The prices just got, you know, 10 times higher, you know. It's yeah, going up, right, dude. Right. RC Cola and a moon pie. <laughs> you got a moon Watching pie a movie face. on a nickel's worth. Trailers. I'm ready. Nandor. Not that Nandor. Cutting Rubbins and, you know. Get them all. Cutting Rubbins and. Baby Billy's Bible Bunkers. Got Simon Pegg in it? Simon oh, Pegged. It's oh. <laughs> <laughs> his porn name. Okay. It's his porn name. Gay porn only? Simon Pegged. Uh, I don't know if it's. Or is it Strap On? Yeah. It's his wife way, pegging him, watching. I mean. So oh, okay, is that okay. gay? I mean, come on, man. Well, I mean, I didn't say it was gay. <laughs> you did say gay. Well, I asked if it was gay porn or if it was strap-on porn. Those are two different valid questions. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you like to get pegged, but like, you know, Simon it's different. <laughs> you know? It's different. Uh, like, you know. His anyway. buddy's there. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, Frost. Nick Frost. He's there. <laughs> You're doing a great job, mate. You're doing good. Here, bite down on this pillow, you know? <laughs> All right. I'm ready. Three, two, one, play. Hold on. This voice. Oh. Okay. I'm Jeff.
Oh, while we're watching this trailer, um, there was a guy in this episode of uh, Secret Invasion that played Van Gogh and Doctor Who. I know y'all spotted him. I was wondering. That was him, dude. Okay. Yeah, when I saw it, it I had to look it up. I was like, that's the guy that played Van Gogh and Doctor Who? It was. Are they? It's Mindy Driver. Thought I recognized her. What is the world, you know? I kind of want to watch it. It looks interesting. So it's going to be available on digital September. Look at that. Let's let's, let's just look back at that screen. In September, or in September's, in theaters September the 1st, but you can buy it on digital September the 19th. That's the problem. That's why nobody goes. Dude, how fast did the Flash make it? Yeah, exactly. There it is. Watch it. Yeah. So I'm just saying, like, I'm fine with this. Yeah. I don't I don't own any stock well, in AMC. But we like, wanted it. Yeah. During COVID, I'm, we were like, even before COVID, we were like, bring it down. We were out there. Yeah. You know? Pick a, pick oh, it was an insurrection, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Give us movies at home sooner. Yeah. And they have. They do it. I mean, hey, even Christopher Dolan was like, it's all right if you want to watch it on your iPhone. It's like, what? Yeah. Motherfucker, two, yeah. a year ago, you were like, fuck that. Yeah, you Light are a little movie. Pants on fire. Yeah, I know. So we read about this. Yeah, this is the reboot yep, or whatever. We got the trailer. All right, David Gordon <sighs> Green directed. I, I'm going to hold. All right, we'll talk about it after it's over. All right. Three, two, one, play. I'm full screening it. Mm. Ooh, enhanced bit rate. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yellow King. Oh God. Mm. You heard the music? Yeah. But he was thinking it.
Just fucking play the damn theme already. Yeah, the song. Oh. Mm. What? Mm. Straight eating Bible pages. All of them. Oh, God. Interesting. Okay, here's what I'm going to say about it. If I watch it, and you're going to have the chick be the one that exercises these demons out of these girls, Mm. it's going to get zero stars. Well... If they're going to have to bring every religion together to exercise these demons, and you're going to have this one woman that was relevant 40 years ago show up to exercise these demons. I'm going to add to that, right? Mm -hmm. Like, in the Bible, dude, like, women can't even pray, like, in church. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, it's... According to the Bible, I mean, that's well, what the whole yeah. thing is kind of based off of, right? And according the to woman the woman can't do you know, that. Women can't be priests nope. or, you know, anything like that. Kinda, yeah. Not allowed to pray su- in the sanctuary. So, kind of surprised that Danny McBride's attached to it. Is he? Are you talking yeah. about the... the. The trailer we just watched? Danny McBride? Yeah, maybe, go to the maybe Billy's Bible Bunkles. I don't know if he's a writer or whatever. Probably a producer. Well, well him okay. and David Gordon Green worked on those Halloween movies together. Yeah. So I remember. Here's my thing. Shit like this don't scare any anybody anymore. Yeah. Like it don't. Okay. Like there's a very niche audience that's oh. going to get creeped out by this. David Gordon Green's the director. Mm-hmm. So I see. The story was by Scott Teams, Danny McBride, and David Gordon Green. So I might have to like peep it because they've left Halloween and moved over to. Well, they're doing these to... legacy horror films. So yeah. Don't we don't we don't shit on it until we see it though, right? That trailer wasn't bad. I mean No, the trailer wasn't bad. Like I said though, I mean, you've gotta have 
you've got to have the father show up and yeah. be like, uh-uh. So, anyway. But it's got to be James Wood scary movie. <laughs> Could you imagine? God, those enchiladas. No. Sorry, um, I dropped another trailer for this. I mean... I mean, I still think possession films have a pretty steep hill to climb. Par- paranormal activity kind of set that shit back a little bit. Yeah. But I wouldn't but even who knows? say that um, Blair Witch Project did, but yeah. even, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. No. To change the game up with the found footage, that's what kind of paranormal activity kind of. Found footage. All right, the the, the, the Marvels, Marvels official trailer. The, the other Marvel trailer, what the Marvels? Bad. I don't know, dude. I mean, this was uploaded five days ago. Marvel so. Marvel Studios presents the Marvels in a marvelous adventure. Mrs. Marvels, Marvels. Y'all ready yeah. to Marvel at the Marvels? Mrs. Marvels, Marvels. Three, two, one, Marvel. Miss Marvel was a man. Oh, he's still alive. Yeah. Wait. Is this before? Or is that the real Nick Fury? Dude, that don't look like the one on Earth. Hmm. It's almost like Disney's talking to her. Brie Larson, you took everything from us. I know what they're trying to do, man. They're trying to suck me in with the Beastie Boys. I'm not going to let it happen. That Nick Fury looks different, does he not? Look at him. Yeah. The other one had a longer beard. Harris. Who's the bad guy here? I mean, bad woman. I don't know. It's a lot of women. Who is she? So she's like Zod. Yeah. Oh, is this a show? No, this is a movie. Oh. Brie Larson's lost some weight. She's like super skinny now. Look, that Nick Fury does not look like the one in the show. The beard. Beard's weird. That beard's all like nice and trim. The other one kind of had a rough beard, right? I, I think the know. scars on his eye were a little different. I don't know. Oh, the three lines? I'm yeah. just saying. Anywho. 
We got another possession movie here. We got a few, dude. <laughs> Tis the it season. Is yeah, you know? it is getting close to Halloween. Yeah. Uh, let's try to be unoriginal for the next yeah. three months, you know? Dude, the tra- it was hard finding trailers. It really was. It's all good. You guys don't know my struggle. Um, <laughs> all right. A haunting in Venice. I remember this Ooh, one. This is we saw a teaser. Hell yeah. 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 It's got a. What's the chick from 30 it's Rock? Got star, it's got Star at the Bagel in it. 30 Rock. Tina Fey? That's it. Wow, so wow, the wow, comedy? Wow, wait. I'm talking, I'm talking about the chick from uh, <laughs> Everything All at Once. Yeah, she's in this. So it's her and Tina Fey. Yeah. Okay. I had to make sure that was real. It's real. It's there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I had to fix the end. I don't know why it pops like that. I'll do it. But three, two, one, play. You hit that when people are mouth breathing. Yeah. <laughs> so is she like. That guy looks familiar. It's Simon Pegg. Oh. All right. The only movie like this I'm excited about is the one where they, it's that A24 where they put their hand on that hand. Yeah, the hand. I'm excited for that. The hand job movie? Yeah. This might be good. Got a lot of money back in it. Somebody's dead. Nobody should leave. <clears throat> oh. So that actor there that we're seeing, I think he directed this. That guy, he's the director. Hmm. Right? Yeah. It it. The one chick is the chick from fucking Yellowstone. I recognize her. It's Knives Out with Ghosts. It's Knives Out with Ghosts. It's Tina Fey's over here. She's like, I'm Sherlock Holmes. With the exception of Tina Fey, this is one of those movies that's going to awkwardly be good, but it's only because of the cast, not because the writing's good. Mm Mm-hmm. I've been there before. Yeah. You remember? I mean, it's Knives Out, but we ain't got your honor. Mm. Let me approach the bench, your honor. Let me tell you something. He's like, <laughs> the ghost. Overrule, your honor. Let me off your honor. 
<laughs> Overruled, This Yana. document right here says... <laughs> Yana, Tina Fey was on SNL, and then she did... Tina, were you or were you not eating Miss fried Fay. chicken on August the 4th? At precisely 6.37 p.m. I was. I rest it my case, rain, It was a rainstorm that night, wasn't it? Yeah. I it's not good case. chicken eat weather. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean. You say something like that's not really good. Chicken eat weather. Who would Did sit it? outside and eat chicken? Who would sit outside and eat fried chicken in a rainstorm, y'all? I mean, only only the most delicious chicken could go soggy and still be edible in a rainstorm in the south on a Tuesday in April. Muggy, we got one piece. We got another one piece. He pulls his jaw in this one. I saw a thumbnail where he pulled his jaw. Your honor, he pulls his jaw. (laughs) Your honor, it's one piece. Not two, just one, not three, four, five. If it's called one one piece, piece, your honor, why so many of it? (laughs) I'm ready. All right, three, two, one, play. It's a long trailer. Three minutes. Wow, this, this the Nothing real good ever came from a man in chains. <laughs> what the fuck is up with his nose? You got, you got, got some splinter cell over here, you know? There it is. I 
Uh, it's too, they're too young. I mean, it looks over the top. It looks, looks like, like it's not captured. made for us, though. Right? It, you see that? Looks, you feel it? I feel it looks. It. it looks like... It looks like they... It looks like a light-hearted... Like, it looks like a light-hearted show. Now, yeah. the, the anime, on the other hand, gets off the rails. Sure. I mean, but all of them do. Mm-hmm. So... There is that. Uh, they got that fucking Pirates of the Caribbean soundtrack, though. They let them use yeah. that for it, didn't they? Da, 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 da. Yeah. I just picked this even. Well, what about the room, you know? Uh, I'm surprised that trailer showed as much as it did. I don't know anything about most of One Piece. Like, I sat through an arc that's like 100 episodes into the show, so I don't even think that's going to touch that shit. But, <clears throat> But, I mean... As far as like the world building of like the world of One Piece with the Grand Line and how their world's whole like setup is different and all that, like that's gonna be interesting to see. I'm probably gonna check it out with Chloe because she's she loves One Piece, so um, I'll be probably watching it anyway. Yeah. I mean, once I catch up on everything, I may give it a go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got a lot of. You're like ten years behind, dude. I know it's bad. Like I got a retirement list. We've already yeah. been through this. Yeah, baby Billy's Bobble Bunkers. But uh, Gen- we got yeah. This is the spinoff of the boys. Okay, the, it's like a school for mutants. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Three, two, one, play. They're putting um what's his name in Mortal Kombat? Homelander? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, Peacemaker. I saw, you and saw Peacemaker, the little thing? Yeah. yeah. Pretty cool. point that out you know this looks fucking stupid yeah don't let this turn you off the boys he said dick what's she gonna find oh oh now we're getting into the over top because it gets, it's, I saw a man go through another man's pee hole, you know, on the boys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
shit like this is going to cheapen that sh- the 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 mainline show. Well, it's coming to an end. That's why they're building this. Uh, yeah, got to milk that tea yeah. just a little more. Um, I didn't drop the trailers, but you know, Walking Dead ended. They got the Andrew. What's his name? Lincoln. They got that spinoff with him and Michonne. They got one with fucking uh, Irish dude. There was a gunfight here. Yeah, the uh, Daryl. There's like three spinoffs off that one show, and it's like, well, the show's not over. Get spinoffs. Get everybody you know what I mean? Just fucking well, give it up, dude. The spinoffs are about ten years too late. Yeah. At this point, you know what I mean? Like, it's. Uh, it's I'm, I'm not gonna watch it. I mean, yeah, they're fucking pointless. Maybe after I watch One Piece, mm-hmm. then I'll finish The Walking Dead and watch the spinoffs. To, you know what I'm saying? So you're saying you're never going to watch One Piece? No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's the takeaway. That's what it sounds like. I mean, <laughs> well, as soon as I watch One Piece, I'll finish The Walking Dead. It's like, okay. Uh, 57 seconds. This is Morgan good. Freeman. Morgan Must Ray. be the only act in this, but no, it's not the guy from Hunger Games. There we go. One, two, three, four, play. <laughs> the white counts. Oh, yeah, it's got PETA in it. It's like Hunger Games. PETA. One hell of a mood ring. It's the ring. What? Whoa. Super lucky. This is weird. (laughs) Yeah. Like, what? So he's playing God in this movie, too. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh... Well, that's a movie. My, 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 how the mighty have fallen. Concrete Utopia? Oh, it's a foreign. Okay. I ran across this and was like, man, I'll be fucked up if that happened. You'll see. It's only a minute long. Yeah, it's like a end of the world type thing. It don't take long to show you the end. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's bad, yeah. dude. 
they cram a lot oh. into it. So you might want to slow it down, put it on like a, I don't know, like 0. 0.75 or, <laughs> nah, I don't do that. <laughs> All right. All right. Three, two, one, play. Ooh, peaches in a can. Remember the toilet paper? Mm-hmm. You see this? How scary would that be? Uh, I, don't even I would just it. give up. Just don't even try. Looks better than the last trailer. I'll tell you, do a trailer in a minute. Just is it a movie or a series? I think so. Okay. Looks pretty good. Probably would work pretty good as a series, though. Netflix should yeah. cop it. Yeah. Right. Oh, what is this? Uh, HBO Original Max, 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 Max. This has uh, Paul Giamatti. <laughs> he's oh, showing up. He must be broke. Yeah. He started yeah. popping back up. He's like, taxes? Gotta yeah. pay the taxes, you know? <laughs> <laughs> or is it a, is this season two? What are people talking about in the comments? I don't know. Anyway. Three, two, one, play. Was this Latin? Italian. Oh, yeah. Look at him. This is a show? Oh. It is a show. Got almost a 90% rating. I want to peep that. I don't know what's happening. Alina. What's happening? Does anybody understand? Was that Michael Jackson? (laughs) Yes. Oh. So it's got something oh. to do with uh, Vatican for sure, right? Well, it's got something to do with Judas and the thirty pieces of silver and oh. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, at least that's what I would assume the thirty yeah. coins mean. You know, 
Season Dude, one came out hey. in 2020. They had to put it while. off. Yeah, COVID. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got this trailer. Why is my shit not pausing when I open it? I don't know what the fuck. All right, drop my comment. Dude, some guy commented. I always leave the comment, real estate was here. Some yeah. guy commented on it was like, Big Ken, uh, who gives, who cares? And I went to his page and it was like, I'm an actor, this and that, you know. Okay. You should have asked him if he wanted to come on the pod. Well, I looked at our followers and our views and his, and I was like, who cares about you? You know, that's <laughs> what I did. I looked at that and was like, mm. I almost said yeah. something, but I was like, nah. Yeah. Cheese. It's cheese. Yeah. Crumbs. Let the rats have it. Are you guys ready? Dear David. Three, two, one, play. Landscape. Oh, God. He just used a bottle opener on a whiskey. Did you say earlier that James Gunn was on threads? Yeah. Oh. Inspired by actual events. He didn't know that his rocking chair could rock while he was sleeping. Sleep paralysis demon. Yeah. Uh, he needs to get offline. Knives don't work. Hmm. He's possessed by a Twitter account, you know? How the fuck is this inspired by a true story? Ah, <laughs> there's no way that there's a rogue fucking ghost fucking Using Twitter. Twitter. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's like, dude. I mean. And first of all, they got rid of Trump off Twitter. Why can't they get rid of the yeah, ghost? Yeah, get rid of David. Get David off <laughs> yeah. Twitter. Yeah, come on. What the fuck? I don't know. Dude. Elon's like, all the ghosts. Yeah. We can... <laughs> we, uh, We're rebranded. Like, uh, you know, it's a sad call X now. He's just... Uh, it's like, what? Uh, it's like, it's anything. He just said, uh, a bunch, you know? Yeah. All right, what do we have here? Whoa. 
I'm excited. Uh, it's not the usual, but it's the usual. Like, there's no cop in a brown suit, <laughs> but it's over the top. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. All right. Three, two, one, play. It's over the top. Uh huh. Who are these? Okay. Just wait. <laughs> no, no subtitles. Can't even turn them on, nope. you know? Don't need them. You don't need them, dude. <laughs> All right. Second movie. It's just the Macarena. You know? Third movie. Watch him take a shot in the heart right here. He falls in love. Right here. Uh. <laughs> Fourth movie. His old lady's there. Evil Dead. <laughs> Who the fuck is this? I don't guy? know, dude. I don't know. Oh, what's happening? It's like Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, you know? Like, what's happening? I don't know, but I want to watch it. <laughs> Is this a sequel? What the fuck did we just watch? Yeah, dude. <laughs> what? I don't know. We didn't need the cops in that one. Jesus. What happened? I don't know. Right, when he, when old... they show up at the place and he turns around and his old lady's there and her hair goes back. She <laughs> slaps him. She's like, you're with another woman? You lied about where you're going. Wildlands, wildlands, wildlands. Here's the the next question. I might even have something to throw in the hat so we don't have a movie to watch next week, right? I don't have anything. Well, you know, Jamie Foxx just resurfaced all of a sudden. Uh, very pale and yes, frail very, Jamie Foxx showed up. Well, his movie just came out just in time for his movie to drop. Tyrone was cloned. 
Okay. Remember that trailer? Yeah. Netflix. Are you guys down to watch that? I'm down. Tyrone? It's weird how he just showed up like right when the movie was supposed to come out. It was like, yeah, I'm fine. Everything's all right. It's like, you don't look all right, man. Like, you look different. I'm down with that. What do you think, Trav? Sure. Well, it's weird that we're watching Tyrone was clone and Jamie Foxx. This might be a clone. I mean, I don't it know. might be. You saw the photo, right? Oh, the yeah. Side by side, where it's like, uh, that ain't Django. <laughs> Even Dr. King Schultz will be like, oh, it appears we have a problem here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So let's do it. I'm I'm good with that. The only suggestion I was going to bring up was a scanner darkly because I finished the book. But We should know. also do that. So. I mean. I'm on. I'm fine with that. doing it on the next one. The one after this, the next one. Yeah. What I mean, whatever y'all want to do is my own way. We've had a lot of superhero movies, a lot of, uh, you know, let's get weird. Ex- yeah. Let's get weird, dude. Let's get fucking futuristic. Look at I don't that. that yeah, Look at the trailer. I don't know what's happening here. We're going to have to do a deeper dive. Uh, All right. Fucking hit the Jake break. Checks in the mail. (sighs) 